Welcome to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Ultras. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Today's guest is Erin Uihara. Erin Uihara is a local girl born and raised in Hawaii with a big dream to not own a chocolate business. It was never her plan to open a chocolate shop. Her dream was to help make this world a better place by connecting with people and investing in relationships. It just so happens that her obedience to take steps of faith led her to find a long-lost family member who taught her how to make chocolates. And since 2014, she's been thoroughly grateful for the opportunity to live out a mission of bringing peace to the world one chocolate at a time. She is the owner of Chocolea and the author of a new book, One Chocolate Story at a Time. Erin, hello, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Joe. It's an absolute pleasure. We love talking to people about chocolate <laughs> and with people with a mission to... Uh, let's talk a little bit first about how you had a, a path, you thought, you wanted to do a certain thing in life. And tell us just a little about how that path led you to the chocolate making first. Sure. I, I mean, my background is actually in education and I was a school teacher and just doing different work. I was also a dance instructor, but what I was always passionate about is people and just connecting with people. And so it was actually while planning my wedding that I met somebody who was passing out chocolates and I loved to eat chocolate. And so I just started talking story with him to kind of connect with this guy that was making these amazing chocolates and turns out this guy is my uncle. <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> didn't know. So I found this long lost family. Um, we got connected through chocolates. He started teaching my now husband and I how to make chocolates every weekend with his wife in their home. With a family recipe. With a family recipe. It was just a, a opportunity to get to know each other. That That's really what it was. And it led me down a completely different path. And I guess for me, one that really was where I felt like God was calling me to because I have no background and no experience in business or culinary chocolate making. <laughs> that is amazing, isn't it? So let's go back to something you said that always intrigues me when people say this, that you really are fascinated by people and you really love people. Um, how does that manifest itself as as a child were you somebody who just always was social always liked talking as you got up to college did you realize oh I just love talking to people I mean how how does how is that I yeah definitely my whole life I feel like I've always loved to meet new people learn about what they're doing and then just just have fun spending time together and in in college I guess the education aspect for me that was really inspiring was you get to also lead lead others and teach them and watch the spark ignite in somebody. And so that's kind of what it was for me with with what I'm doing now is it's the same thing about teaching and learning mm -hmm. with other people. Um, I get to see the spark ignite in other people and chocolate really helps to start that conversation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it brings people together. So it was the perfect platform to be able to ultimately just connect with people. So if you hadn't had that desire early on to to be connected to people and to do something to help people, you perhaps would never have had the conversation with your uncle mm -hmm. because you wouldn't have gone up and started chatting with him about his chocolate business. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of neat how everything lines up and, you know, and then the desire to make chocolate truthfully wasn't my desire. It was really to get to know him 
and his family. So the chocolate making sounded hard, but that was the thing that we did together, which is why I said, okay. Then it's a family thing. It's a next yep. path thing. Okay, so so you have Chocolea. Since 2014, you guys have been happily creating beautiful chocolates. But that then led to something even bigger, right? So tell us, we've had a lot of people on the podcast in the past six months or so talking about how 2020 affected them. It's something that we can't avoid talking about because right. it's so important to all of us. And we've all been affected in such drastically different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, set up 2020 for us when the pandemic first hit. How were you affected and what did you do? Well, the, um, since we started the business, we've been growing really fast. We've been very blessed and we really expanded. So 2019, we were rolling along and 2020, we had big, big plans for this perfectly envisioned 2020 year. Um, and of course, like you had mentioned, everyone didn't see it coming. And so when the pandemic hit, we lost immediately 70, 70% of our business, which was the wholesale in all of the resorts, um, the corporate accounts we had with luxury boutiques, with um, travel industry, with the companies that come to Hawaii, with the Japanese tourism, and then weddings and parties and showers and gatherings. And we also had just launched in-house classes where we can make chocolates. And we started a little mini cafe too. So all of that was completely lost. And then with the shutdown, the retail shutdown, then our Manoa shop also shut down. And so it went from very fast pace and growing to absolutely nothing um, very fast. And in that time, actually, what was happening was I was really torn about our mission, which was bringing peace to our world, one chocolate at a time. And I had no chocolates to offer. And I didn't have a way to get it to people anymore. And so I kind of struggled with how do you live out of mission when you don't have a piece of that anymore? Um, and, and that's kind of where it evolved. And I, and I started writing and pouring out my heart to this email list of customers, which were no longer customers because nobody was buying anything from me. And so I just decided to call them chocolate friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they had been all these years. And I felt like it was more than a customer base that they had really become people in my life that I cared about. And I said, okay, I just, I'll, I'll start writing my story. I'll start just sharing week after week what's happening. So you did that almost as a self-preservation thing in the beginning to, to keep yourself from, I would imagine, being too worried and too stressed about what was going to go on. But writing is very therapeutic, isn't it? Sometimes when you start writing and you're putting your feelings out there, that's when things can really happen, right? You suddenly are like, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, that's (laughs) what people want to hear. Funny you say that because I didn't really discover that until the pandemic. I'm not a writer, so I never used to send emails to my customers except this is what we're selling. This is the special, period, you know? But not having anything else to offer. Now I was finding myself trying to get the right words or not even the right words, just express what we were going through. And that it comes back to the whole people and connection thing. We lost that connection when we were shut down and we were separated. And so being able to at least do that through that medium of social media and email through writing, I felt like we could reconnect or stay in touch somehow without chocolates. So here you are, you've lost effectively your entire business from all 
sources. And because you were involved in tourism, that obviously everybody had the rug pulled from out them with that. So here you are, you're, you're branching out into reconnecting with people in a different way other than you've done before. What started to happen? How did people respond to you? Did you start to get people replying and, and sharing their thoughts on what was going on? Yeah, I was very surprised because I wasn't sure what to expect. But what I found was that these chocolate friends really, we had started developing a much deeper relationship because of the vulnerability that I shared. Um, they felt comfortable to share that they were also going through similar things or they were appreciative of the struggles that I was sharing that didn't make them feel so alone. Um, and then some of them were also really encouraging and, and said, wow, you know, we never really knew this side of you. And we're so happy to to know that the business we're supporting is really trying to support the people that are supporting the business, you know. <laughs> So how did your thoughts then turn to, this is something that people do want too. People want to be able to have positive news. They want to be able to get practical solutions. They want something that offers a little bit of hope. When did your thoughts start turning that way into, oh, maybe I can offer that? Um, I think I was looking for some kind of consistency or theme in such an uh, in all the turmoil and everything out of control, I was trying to find something that could be a consistent every week for not only them, but even for me to be able to always refocus and shift our perspective to the hopefulness. And it came up with this theme of lessons learned or the lesson learned, the opportunity now and hope for our future. And I think that kind of stems back to just education and always looking for the lesson. And then in business, we're always looking for the opportunity. And now I was in this situation where I was looking for hope for the future. And so I just used that as a tie week after week to reflect on what was happening in that week and sum it up in one word. So it became one word each week with that consistent theme. And that eventually turned into this beautiful book, which is as heavy as a box of chocolates <laughs> and just as attractive. It's called One Chocolate Story at a Time, Bringing Peace to Our World. It's reflections, routines from 2020. Um, describe the book to someone who's not sitting looking at it as I am. <laughs> yeah, so it's a real in-time, completely vulnerable uh, story. It's like my diary published. <laughs> 20 Reflections, 20 Routines from 2020 is the 40 weeks in the pandemic. Um, it is from the perspective of a business owner, a small local business owner in Hawaii. It's a perspective of a mom um, with young kids and trying to figure out uh, a new life with them at home full time and distance learning as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter. It it takes on so many different perspectives that different people have been able to connect with, um, really because it's almost documenting what happened that we almost forgot because it was so crazy. We do I documented what was happening. So everything from the different restrictions we were going through as a state or what was happening in the world and the the natural disasters that were also happening, all of that tied in with the day-to-day challenges and really offering just my heart in how I was trying to go through it and hopes that it would also inspire other people to be able to keep pushing through. 
And you're offering sort of practical solutions for people in the shape of routines, in, in the shape of don't just have a problem and worry about it. Worry about it if you like, but do something about it that will make you feel better. Um, that's an important theme, isn't it, in your book? It's, it's yes, be aware of what's going on, but here's how you can do something about it. Yes. You know, I when I said that my customers were not my chocolate friends, I also considered myself their chocolate friend. And so I said, this is just friendly advice. For me, this is what I'm trying to figure out. And this is the routine that's helped me this week. This is the routine that's brought some constant and control in my little circle of what I can control. Um, and that's, and that's like what you said, that, that practical piece. That and, and if we can control our world and our universe, that has a direct effect on the people we meet. Mm-hmm. has a direct effect on our children. Uh-huh. It directly affects everyone. If you can, and it's not being insular. It, I actually think it's being very outward looking in business. If you can take care of your business, you're showing other people we're okay. We're managing it fine. They have more confidence. Mm-hmm. They in, in turn get more confidence. I, I think it's a very, in itself is a very practical way to behave. Um, what, what have, you found, give us an example of something that you were very afraid of at the beginning of this journey that you have conquered and you've been able to look back and say, that terrified me. Now I absolutely am in control of it. Mm, That is a very good question. I think what really terrified me was not being together, like not having the same team or the same customer base or the same partners and the same suppliers and everything that took so long to build, the relationships that it took to build, that I was afraid of watching people go and of of partnerships dissolving. And it was just an emotional thing for me because I really cared about the people that I had to learn to let go that sometimes new partnerships or people moving on is actually a blessing for them. And it was a season where we took care of each other and we did the best we could for each other. But for new growth and for new opportunities, sometimes people need to move on. And I think that was the hardest part to let go of people and to see just people choose other ways to to go about their life. Um, but what's really neat about it is the relationship is there. The, the maybe the connection in how we operate together and work together is not there, but we can still connect with each other. And so we've been staying in touch and just through different technology platforms and sometimes even running into each other and being able to say, how are you? Really, how are you? And what's going on mm-hmm. has been so rewarding now looking back that, that, you know, we, we do what we can where we are at that moment. And it's not sometimes forever, even though you want to hold on to people forever. Right. And it'll be okay. Yeah. So growth and change came out of fear. Mm. And you've come on to, do you feel now that you're on like a different path? I mean, Chocolia is obviously, um, well, hopefully. Well, tell us, how is Chocolia right now? I mean, are you guys, are you guys bouncing back? How is business? We're doing well because I think we had the opportunity to slow down and almost start all over again and really rebuild our foundation. So, but with the experience of the years behind us in knowing what worked and what didn't work, um, 
we're able to kind of scratch and look at it from a clean slate and say, just imagine that we started all over again, which it felt like that. You did. What yeah. should we do differently? You know, because it, sometimes we're so into our routine of how it's been that we don't make the change if it doesn't seem needed. Um, so we, we are now in like a hybrid business. I kind of joke, but we're like the world. We just keep changing with the world. So we have different levels of comfort for everyone. From walking into the shop to booking a private shopping experience to shopping online and we meet you outside or stay in your car and we actually bring it to your car. So there's like so many different opportunities now with us. And then we still also will go out and do pop-ups if we're allowed to or, you know, we're just we're just rolling with each season as it comes. And I think a lot of business owners who are listening will identify with that so much. It's the opportunity to start anew Mm -hmm. that none of us imagined we would have in our businesses because as you said who wants to stop something that's a rolling train that's going really (laughs) well right but there are so many days in business when people do want to stop and say hold on if we could start again what would we do differently Mm -hmm. um who do you hope reads this lovely book one chocolate story at a time hush anyone anyone and everyone that is looking for peace in their world and not a temporary piece of chocolate because we can provide that too but really something that's more lasting something that will help them beyond pandemic beyond what beyond business and being able to find that peace in their own life too um we can find out about Chocolea at Chocolea.com. How can we find out about your book and how can people get it? So our book is online and you can sh- come into the store or you we'll run out to your car. <laughs> and we also can ship the book also. So that's the only thing we're shipping right now. Okay, so easy for people to find you. And as I say, I'll say this again. This is, honestly, this is a very heavy little book in a in a really <laughs> nice way. It feels like wow, we're going to pick this up and have a really good read. It's beautifully done. It's very cheerfully illustrated. And it's full of, it's exactly what you wanted. It's 20 reflections and 20 routines from 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I bet you at the beginning of 2020, you would never have imagined that you would be sitting here, the author of a book. Well, I can guess that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm so glad that, I I did it and just took that leap of faith because I'm seeing the rewards of just the lives that it's touching. It's it's going in a whole, it's taking us in a whole nother direction of really living out our mission in a completely different way. So very excited about that new opportunity. Well, we sincerely hope that many business owners grab a copy of your book and we know they'll enjoy. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Erin Uihara is the owner of Chocolea. She is also the author of One Chocolate Story at a Time, Bringing Peace to Our World. Now, you can find more about that at chocolea.com. And as you heard Erin say, you can find the book there as well. We hope you enjoy. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, brought to you by Altruist, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. We'll see you next time for more stories of Hawaii's small business.